Hello, beautiful people. I'm Bryn. And I'm Miranda. And you're listening to the SD Besties Podcast. We are estheticians based out of Delaware trying to navigate our early 20s in the world of aesthetics, business, beauty, and wellness. We're grinding every day to live the life that we want. We started this podcast to create a chill and inspiring environment to chat about everything from lifestyle, careers, beauty, spirituality, and story times from our day-to-day lives as estheticians and entrepreneurs. This podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. But follow our official Instagram and TikTok at SD Besties Podcast. And follow our individual Instagrams at DeCourcy Beauty Lounge and at DeCourcy Beauty. And at MKM Beauty Bar. Grab your coffee or wine, depending on what time of day you're listening. And let's get into the next episode. Okay, we are back with another SD Power Hour today. Our favorite kind of episodes. So today we're going to get into a lot of SD topics. Again, um, some specific topics today are going to include deciding your value, finding your lane as an esthetician, building a strong team, and the importance of continuing education, along with a few other good stuff we're going to throw in there. It's going to be really fun, and this is going to be an awesome episode for anybody who is either already in or super interested in entering the beauty industry. Mm-hmm. In particular, aesthetics, but we love our cosmos, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, even I feel like this podcast can also appeal to people that might be, you know, trying to find their lane in general, just don't have True. their career path yet. Um, maybe maybe we can give you some inspo. There you go. <laughs> So first, we're going to start with a little cheers. Cheers, Cheers. (laughs) I'm impressed that my coffee is actually full in the beginning of this episode. Well, we can't lie and say it's not your second (laughs) cup. (laughs) I know, you're right, you're right, you're right. (laughs) Can't lie to them. (laughs) Okay. So we're going to start out today by talking about deciding your value, knowing your worth. Um, Mm -hmm. Important in just, like, the general industry of life. Serving industry. Um, But definitely, definitely in the service industry. Right. I guess the number one thing that you're going to look into when you're talking about deciding your value is really going to come down to, like, the pricing of your services. Right. Um, Other than that, like, it's more, like, self-worth value and things like Mm -hmm. that, which we work on, you know, outside of the workplace. But right now we're going to talk about specifically setting your pricing um, and being able to stand on it and not being, like, insecure about what price that you're coming up with and being able to be, like, this is my price, this is what I charge. Yeah, and to stand on it and and be confident with it. And be confident. Because at the end of the day, as a service provider, you're not just charging for what you're giving to your clients you're charging for their experience what you're giving to them personally so it's a hundred percent all based off of what you value as yourself yeah definitely and I think it changes per person it also there's also some like societal factors that go into it such as like your demographic where you Mm -hmm. live Mm -hmm. um what services you're providing and things like that but in this industry, it's important to know, like, the general pricing that people are offering, kind of, like, the general yeah. vibe where it starts, and then from there deciding, okay, am I offering, you know, a little extra? Am I offering, exactly. am I more of a beginner? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so starting off, setting your pricing can be super, super nerve Intimidating. Yeah, very uh-huh. intimidating. I think it helps sometimes when you go into a salon and they already have set pricing because you're not necessarily, like, in charge of creating it and mm-hmm. people can't give you a hard time about it. Um, but in like your solo esthetician career, it's all up to you exactly. and people are going to, you're, are you're the only you. factor there. <laughs> exactly. And people might give you a little more kickback when it's just you. I wanted you to just give a little bit of your like experience. I remember in the beginning, so there was right. you and Maria were here at the same time. You were both doing lashes. Mm-hmm. And I remember you said, 
you weren't necessarily comfortable with increasing your prices right away to what she wanted to increase the prices with. You guys were both junior artists, so Mm -hmm. we had to be on the same page. You were, like, a little more hesitant about it. I definitely um, was. and Where I, did that come from? That mainly just came from, I was worried about what my clients were going to think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did learn my lesson that if the clients love your work, they're literally going to pay anything, especially exactly. if they love coming to you in particular. Um, but I was definitely nervous at first to raise my prices, mainly because um, I had the same prices for a long period of time. When Before I even joined a Corsi Beauty Lounge, I was doing full sets for $60, which is <laughs> kind of mind-blowing for me to say now. But mm-hmm. from to jump to that to over $100. And then that was steady because I had my old clients um, grandfathered in, and then I had new clients coming in at that price. So I felt comfortable. Um, but it definitely took me a minute to learn that my value – was worth more than that. What mm-hmm. I was giving my clients was worth more than that. And mm-hmm. it was definitely thanks to Brynn to like drill that into my head. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes you just need someone to tell you like, hey, you're worth it. Like you are yeah. worth that price. Um, I, we've had a few clients even this past year come to us and say, you guys really need to be charging more. And like to hear that is almost shocking sometimes. Um, I don't know, like necessarily, I think some people are just saying it to be like cute and nice. Like, oh, you mm-hmm. just, you, you, you should the be charging time, more. Most people but there's do mean truth it. to it. Yeah. yeah, there's truth to it. Definitely. So. Especially if they've had experience at uh, somebody else's salon and they're like, you're charging the same more. as them. <laughs> exactly. Yes. They're like, wow, we're getting so much more here. Like, you guys have a coffee station. You have <laughs> snacks. Look at the atmosphere. Like, they yeah. remind us of our value. We yeah. love our clients for that. Yeah, love, love them. them. <laughs> it's really about, yeah, knowing like what you're bringing to the table what you're Mm -hmm. offering your clients and then like we said being able to stand on it being able to be confident in that so and one way to do that um, I recommend everyone to do is once you set your ideal price um, calculate like your income cap what you can make by doing x amount of services so at your max clients in a day how many clients let's say you do lashes how many lash clients could you realistically see in a day Mm -hmm. for me max five like i couldn't you know max five is that's like all i have time for all i have energy for or else i'm dead (laughs) so (laughs) max five so then you take five then i work four days a week so then i'm you know five times four then you calculate that based off of your current pricing and you're able to see the max that you could possibly make from doing that service at that price and Mm -hmm. if you're not happy with it readjust like if you're not you got to look at those things look at the bigger picture and see what your cap is look at the numbers look at the numbers and then also look at like the minimums also look at okay if I'm going to do minimum one client a day Mm -hmm. um this is x amount I have to make you know whatever you gotta it's it's definitely something that's super personal to everyone but making sure you're able to like calculate those numbers and see like am I going to be able to live off of this and am I selling myself short yeah exactly because you also have to include your overhead pricing especially if you're your own your own entrepreneur and you're Mm -hmm. in charge of getting your own supplies and bringing in what your clients need gotta factor that in yeah it's a lot it is a lot (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot so first calculate your income cap at your current pricing um another way to decide your value is once you get to a certain point you're able to kind of choose your clients Mm -hmm. to a certain extent you know you can't fully just be like you're my client you're my client you're my client but being able to have that confidence with your pricing your ability to service your customer service all of that stuff and being able to say you know what you might not be the right fit for me as a client yes um it's hard and some something I've learned recently too is your pricing 
draws in a certain clientele you know exactly. somebody who charges sixty dollars for a full set of lashes draws a completely different clientele than somebody who charges two hundred dollars you know totally totally mm -hmm. i think that that's really the main thing that i think we've clicked by being here and by increasing our pricing and by attracting the clients that we really really want to attract yeah is realizing like you have to put out a certain type of energy to get those clients back. Oh, 100%. And we've done such a good job at that. Like, I've noticed mm -hmm. every single employee here at DeCourcy Beauty Lounge, we're all so nurturing, and we pay attention to detail, and we just all have that in common. Mm -hmm. And we attract clients who are literally the exact same. Mm -hmm. Like, so many of our clients are just nurturing and kind, and it's, it is really is what you put out is what you get back. First, you're just like, whoever's going to come to me, whoever's going to mm -hmm. pay, like, I'm happy with exactly. whoever's going to come to me. Exactly. At first, that's, like, normal and that's okay that's how you have to build yeah. um and we always say like the turmoil of like your first year or two of, of being an esthetician is like a lot because you're going to deal mm -hmm. with a lot of clients maybe due to the fact that you have lower pricing as a beginner or yeah. whatever not as much confidence you're going to attract some clients that you know maybe are just coming because of the price or maybe are you know xyz mm -hmm. you got to be able to roll through the motions and know that it's gonna it's just a it's phase. the first step yeah it's the first step you have to go through but as you build your client book and as you learn more about your value and how you handle yourself with your clients you can start kind of being a little nitpicky mm -hmm. not to the point where like oh i don't like how this girl's dressed yeah, so no, i'm not, not gonna that. make her my client <laughs> no we're no, not talking that. we're not <laughs> judging here it's more of the vibe that your client brings to you or um if that client is physically or mentally draining mm -hmm. that's a big differentiate like like I have such good clients I love my clients so much mm -hmm. I've developed friendships with so many of them I have like two to three clients right now where I have anxiety literally anxiety when I have them that day yeah. and I'm like getting to that point where I'm like I don't need to keep seeing you as exactly. a client if you're giving me anxiety because whatever it is, maybe they they come in and they're super loud or maybe like they have an attitude or they're always mm -hmm. complaining, like whatever the thing is that's throwing you off or giving you anxiety, like it's okay to cut someone off. It's yes. okay to break up with a client. To save your own mental health. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because some people are just never going to be satisfied. They're never going to be happy. Yeah. Um, they're just, they like to complain. So like, it's okay to break up with yeah. a client. And also remember that just because that client wasn't meant for you doesn't mean that they're not meant to get that service in general. They're going to find a service provider that suits them, mm -hmm. that fits their personality more it's just not you yeah you know yeah it is a really personal thing it like is it's, it's like you it's, go to an italian restaurant and you want sushi you're not gonna get <laughs> you're not gonna, you're get, not gonna get good sushi <laughs> like it's just the same thing you gotta find like who you really <laughs> vibe with like, you gotta know where you're going um so breaking up with a client mm. we've had some experience with this not too much like yeah we've, we've been good. very lucky with that we haven't had to go through that turmoil often but we've definitely we've been through it we've been through it in, in the beginning for us it was a little rough very because rough. our personality type is very people pleaser very <laughs> we, passive we just, yeah we're passive we just we care um but we've also gotten a lot better at being able to do that like yeah. for example in the past we may have like gone back and forth with a client let's say a client sends you a paragraph about like xyz like mm -hmm. um just complaints whatever like i could go into detail but just <laughs> stupid stuff like literally right. stupid stuff um a year ago we were just talking about this this morning a mm -hmm. year ago miranda and i would have gone back and forth with them we would be like 
um, not back and forth in like an argumentative way, but like trying, trying to, please to accommodate. Them. Like yeah, you'd be like, trying. okay, like okay, mm-hmm. if this is your problem with this, here's what here's my here's solution, solution to fix it, and blah blah blah. And now we're just at the point where we're like, if you have these complaints that are out of our control, it might be mm. that you're you know just too picky or whatever the case may be they just don't want to be like yeah you just we're just never going to make you happy and I don't want to like bend myself over run myself into the ground trying to satisfy you Mm -hmm. when I know like you may be able to go somewhere else and maybe get a be happy like yeah I don't know I'm not I don't take it personal Mm -mm. anymore but we we used to we used to I used to to. like cry about it no literally because we just we want to please everybody and we want our clients to have the best experience but we definitely surely learned that we just some people just don't want that yeah and they're just going to continue bringing in negative energy and I'm very blessed that we've come to the point where we can break up with our clients and not worry about losing income because of it. Because yeah. we know that we're going to attract somebody else. Somebody, you know? it'll fill the space for someone else. It'll exactly. empty up the space so that someone new can come in. Yes. Someone that's happy and someone that is, you know, satisfied with, with mm-hmm. the things that we can provide to them. Exactly. Um, and I think that all comes back to knowing like what value you bring and what value you're offering to your clients and mm-hmm. your peers around you. And I think that that's the, that's the whole underlying theme of like deciding your value setting your value is knowing your worth knowing what you yeah. have to offer and being able to you know show but also it. you have the power to choose what you want to offer to people you know mm-hmm. you can offer bare minimum you can offer just a simple clean atmosphere you get the service the clients are in and out some clients want that you know totally. other clients want the full package totally. they want to be catered to they want to be comfy underneath a blanket they want to have a lash snap like <laughs> it's so true there's like so many different lanes that you can go um mm-hmm. but yeah all going back to like what what do you want? What, exactly. What's what's your value that you desire to bring to the table? Mm-hmm. And remember, whatever you put out is what you get back. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so this kind of brings us to what kind of lane you want to go into, into this industry. Um, we, your niche? Yeah, your niche. What do you want to bring to the table? What do you want clients to, when they think about, your business what are the key factors you want them to mention about your business Mm -hmm. what do you want them to have in mind when they think about you um we actually did dabble on this a little bit in our first uh sd power hour Mm -hmm. um i believe that's episode two so definitely go check that out but we're gonna go a little (laughs) bit more into detail with that in that we just talked about um we kind of broke down sd types as far as like characters caricatures in a way mm. um you know you have your holistic sd you have your medical sd you have those type of sds but it goes a little bit deeper as far as like what services do you want to specialize in like it's all great to find your overall niche um yeah. like the type of person you are are you a girly girl are you a tomboy mm-hmm. are you gonna you know do s- uh, sound healing energy healing are you gonna like there's so many lanes to choose from but really narrowing it down for example if you're a skin specialist do you specialize in chemical peels lymphatic massage dermaplaning like True. what exactly yeah. is your selling point every skin specialist offers a facial but there's a million different things that can go into a facial so what do you want your clients to yeah like what do you want them to what do you want them to experience and what do you want them to get out of it so if you want to specialize in like acne healing or something more in the medical side where you're doing like full result driven work Mm -hmm. um physically or do you want to go more of like a healing route and it doesn't have to be frou-frou it can be lymphatic drainage massaging and like some really deep tissue stuff and whatever and some people will 
come to you for the they'll come back for the massage that's what they taught us in school yeah. was like majority of the selling point that you get for your clients on is facials the massage. is the massage <laughs> um so if you can specialize go for it if yeah. that's what you like yeah dive into it mm-hmm. and i feel like that there are two really big umbrellas when it comes to which lane you want to choose as an esthetician there is the strictly result driven which is more of the medical side and then there is more of the Um, focus on experience which it's still result driven Mm -hmm. like you still want to give your clients the results and give them solutions to their skin issues but you focus more on the experience and that comes from what the client is smelling what they're feeling the Mm -hmm. massage um how comfy they can be if you can get them out of their fight or flight or not Mm -hmm. I wanted to just throw this in there the other day. I did a 90-minute energy healing facial, and Mm. I was doing acupressure on her, and she told me that she saw colors. She saw the auras going in her eyes. She said she hadn't felt that in years. She was into energy work in the past. But, like, hearing that was just so rewarding to me. And I it clicked in that moment that I feel more satisfied by making someone feel that way, energetically mm-hmm. free, mm-hmm. energetically unblocked, like whatever it is, I feel so much better as far as facials than I would. I'd still feel amazing getting like an act, like a peel result. Like I yeah. still feel satisfied by that, but yeah. my personal niche like falls more in like the inner and outer work like it's like a combination of the two it's the holistics holistic is not just focusing well more holistic aesthetics is not just focusing on the skin but focusing on the body as a whole Mm -hmm. because if you think about it your skin is your largest organ Mm -hmm. and every single part of your body correlates with your skin Mm -hmm. um There's a lot of holistic estheticians that say, like, your skin is, like, a storyteller. It tells Mm. you exactly what's going on inside Mm. of your body. So focusing on healing somebody energetic, like Bryn was saying, it's great for your skin long term. Yes. Yeah. The most simplistic way is, you know how people say, like, um, a lot of acne is caused by stress, well, if you take away that stress, you might have a few plus pimples. It, that's you know? exactly right. That's exactly right. And that's like the basis of what it's all, what it all comes down to. Yeah. And I know we always bring up this topic of finding your ideal client, but it is super important of just knowing who your ideal client is, knowing what they want, what services they want. Um, do they want the energetic healing services? Do they want the yes. chemical peels? Do they want a little bit yeah. of both? Like knowing exactly who you're catering to is just going to make it easier and easier mm-hmm. to market to those people and you're gonna find all this out during the consultation okay absolutely absolutely and another way to avoid um kind of miscommunication as far as people booking things that they're like that they get confused by or they don't know about is making sure you have a good booking site making sure like your booking site lays it all out you're able to read descriptions and see what the service is about before you're going. Right. Um, also posting your pricing. I know some people are weird about posting their pricing. They don't like make it public. Um, mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Be as transparent as possible. Absolutely. Show people what they're getting into before they're getting into <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. And they will have m- much less chance of disappointment. Yeah, If you exactly. make it very clear. Yes. Their expectations will be clear coming into their treatment. Mm-hmm. 100%. So what do you love to do it's not just about what your clients want but what do you like to do so I know Bryn really loves more of the holistic route like she just said she loves having the client experience a shift of energy that makes them relaxed it brings them peace and um 
I love more of the instant gratification services. So not just with skincare, but also lashes and brows. I am obsessed when a client comes in and they're like, I need something. I need something to go on here. I'm just not feeling myself. Mm. Look, you take a two hour lash nap. You wake up with a full set of lashes. (laughs) You get your brows done. You are a whole new woman. And just that expression that the client has after those services, when they look in the mirror, brings me so much joy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's joy is like the good word. Like what brings Mm -hmm. you joy? What brings you, what really deeply like fills you up by seeing them? Obviously all services are fun. Like we're in beauty. Of of course, everything's fun. Like Mm -hmm. brows are fun. Lashes is fun. Waxing's fun. Facials are fun. Um, but what do you really enjoy? Like, what do you really, really get satisfaction out of? And mm-hmm. that, those instant gratification services are really, really good for that fulfillment of self. And then also the fulfillment of the client's like confidence. It's really nice to just see them wake up and be like, yeah. oh, I feel so pretty. Yeah, like, that's it's just exactly so nice. it. They just, they feel, they feel beautiful. And to have them, to help them get to that feeling is just, it's everything. It is everything. <laughs> it's it everything. Is. Love this job. <laughs> Another thing that I like to talk about as far as like finding your lane is branding your aesthetics business. So like mm-hmm. defining your brand identity. Who are you? What are you trying to represent? What are you trying to bring to the table? I know we keep bringing that up, but like, who are you? What, what, it, what makes you different from other, other estheticians? What, you know, what's going to make you stand out? And it doesn't have to be this crazy thing it can be something really minor um Mm -hmm. it can be your personality I feel like personality is like the main thing and actually in our previous episode with Megan Quinn um we did talk about how branding as a um individual stylist or an individual um esthetician or cosmetologist branding is everything right now Mm -hmm. and it mainly stems from social media you know you give people a visual and you want people to understand what you have to offer through that visual through that one picture through that one video and really putting your own personality into it is what's going to sell it and that's what's going to draw in um clients and customers that they like your personality they're drawn to you not just your service i have some clients that i already know like they they the lashes are like a bonus like yeah, they're like we're just, they just we're just hanging out here. Yeah. exactly <laughs> we're just chilling exactly. um but you're right using social media social media is like the craziest we are in like the craziest time as far as free access to like mm-hmm. promoting yourself and and being able to use social media effectively is so important one of the things is creating a cohesive like visual aesthetic like yeah. knowing your colors knowing your filter presets why don't you kind of talk about like decorsi beauty lounges page like what is your theme give a little (laughs) give a little insight on how you created that okay so we like i've like transitioned a bunch Mm -hmm. a bunch though so like we started we were like all pink we were like really girly like the neon lights like all that stuff um and that, if you scroll back on my Instagram, I never delete anything. Like, if you scroll mm-hmm. all the way back, you can, you can actually see the see transition the evolving That's so cool. um, of the style. But it was really, like, when we moved into here, when I started to really think, like, what ambiance am I going to set that's going to reflect, like, who I am? Yeah. And I feel like this space in here is, like, if you could go into my brain, like, this is what this the is vibes what are. See. Yeah, this You're is the projecting vibes. yourself. No, and I see that 100%. <laughs> the neutral tones, just how, like, zen and clean, but it's also, like, 
I just had a word in my head for it. It just, oh, soft. Soft. Yes, like, it's just soft. The patterns, the arches, like, Mm -hmm. everything. Like, the ambient lighting. Like, everything is just soft and peaceful in here. Well, I'm not gonna lie. I honestly put so much thought into it. Like, as far, like, all the curvatures you're talking about. Like, the arches. Like, I did that on purpose because I feel like in your brain, like, curves are softer and it makes you feel... And it's feminine looking. It's feminine. Mm -hmm. It's soft. It's aesthetic. Like, I did all the arches. I did even the benches curvy. Like, I chose Mm -hmm. curvy things for a reason um and when people can pick up on that (laughs) I love it yeah it's so satisfying it is but as far as Instagram goes that's always gonna shift for me like the aesthetic of Instagram and like knowing what um like we talk we in our team meetings all the time we're like going over what can you change about your Mm -hmm. aesthetic what can you change like how should we lay out our feed Mm -hmm. um do you want to do like real and then post and then real do you want to do lash pick then whatever Mm -hmm. like it's content baby it's important so we Mm -hmm. have content calendars every month we're filling them out day by day what content we're posting for that day one to hold us accountable and two to be able to like really map it out like what am I trying to show people what am I trying to like portray to people and it sounds like it's a lot of work just for social media but it is so worth it it's helpful it's to me so it's almost it. a lot of it's like more work to not have it be structured and to have to go True. into it blind and be like thinking in your day-to-day like oh I have to oh I forgot to make content I forgot to make content mm-hmm. and then try to like rush it I think it's way easier to actually like plan it out it's yeah, it organized in my opinion yeah 100 percent I just wanted I was like trying not to laugh when you were saying like my my thing is soft or whatever it was like our team bonding the other day we were at dinner Mm -hmm. and we were talking about like what colors everyone's like vibe is I was like if the question was if you were a color what color would you be and tell me why these bitches said I'm brown (laughs) brown and beige and tan I'm like love that but like also really literally that's just what you think because that's what you portray that's so true it's what I wear it's what I it's I was just dead um okay but yeah back to back to reality so yeah so using using social media is super effective um Mm -hmm. as far as like building your brand creating a cohesive aesthetic all that stuff is important get inspo from other people if you want if you want to go on other people's pages check out what they're doing yeah and this is all a primary way to attract your ideal clientele but now let's kind of talk about how do you keep your clientele Mm, once you got them Mm mm-hmm that is that is the loyalty right there. Yeah, it's hard to cultivate client loyalty sometimes. I feel like for us, it happens somewhat easily because we're building that um, trust. Yeah, like we, and have, we bond with our yeah, clients. we have that bond. Like mm-hmm. you know, sometimes our clients come in and they don't talk at all, and we're just chilling. They might go to sleep. They might put a podcast on, whatever. Yeah. But sometimes we're having like full trauma dumping full, sessions. Yes, like, <laughs> like you get a therapy <laughs> session with every brow transformation, okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So being able to like, again, know your niche, know like what type of thing you are. If you're not mm-hmm. someone who wants to, you want you don't want to hear about any of your client's problems, then set that precedent and, and like yeah, set and that set the tone, tone too. as like, where I'm kind of more closed off. I'm not going to necessarily tell you about my personal mm-hmm. life, my boyfriend, whatever. I'm just going to keep it to myself. Right. Or if you're someone like us who's like, I want to share those things. I want to like develop those relationships with them. Yep. I feel like if you take more of the route we go into, it's a little bit easier to build that client loyalty because they Mm -hmm. have that element of like trust with you. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it all goes back to like understanding their wants. They're not even their wants, their wants and their needs, like what they need as a client from you. Yeah. Um, And then like communicating effectively with them and like telling them like, look, if you have something that you don't like about the service, 
feel comfortable enough to me to tell me that and yeah. tell me like so we can fix it yeah like hey this lash i don't like how they're longer on the ends can mm-hmm. we maybe do this a little differently like we will not take offense to it as long as you're coming in to us in like a respectful way right yeah that is an amazing way to build loyalty is communication clients adore when you communicate with them and we adore when clients mm-hmm. communicate with us mm-hmm. we always are willing to work with you and um yeah fill your needs that way as yeah. long as you tell us what you need we got you and as long as it's within like what we can provide for oh, you oh yeah like, in, in our lane perfect. yeah <laughs> as long as it's in be, our lane you have to be in our lane exactly. in order for us to accommodate you <laughs> exactly exactly but yeah it's all based on trust um communication and then also um little things that you can do like for as a business i think is like loyalty cards yeah. um referral programs like mm-hmm. those are good ways to They're build perks you know and what yeah. what client doesn't look a good perk exactly yeah just in case anyone's listening that wants some inspo on like what you do for a loyalty card we do every i think it's every every time 10 services every 10 punches you get you get 50 yeah. percent off any service mm-hmm. um which 50 percent off is a really good incentive for a yeah. lot of people especially it's a number with the high that people price. love and exactly. you can use it on anything you can it, get a yeah. 90 minute facial for you you know which is like 160 you can get yeah. that half off like it's a pretty good pretty good incentive and we figure on, on the business side of it we figure after 10 appointments like you deserve 50 percent oh, <laughs> yeah exactly you and you would it. think so I kind of thought a loyalty program because me personally whenever I get a loyalty card I always lose it like yeah. and I always forget to bring it in but I am amazed and so proud of our clients it's actually pretty it's it's more it's less often than not than somebody forgets their card because they want that 50% off yeah they want that (laughs) it's worth it it. (laughs) it's definitely worth it so yeah just some little things you can do as far as like business side but um just be yourself let Mm -hmm. them openly communicate with you openly communicate with them develop that trust that mutual trust um and they're gonna keep coming back as long as they're not as long as they're happy they're gonna come back exactly and also um, having confidence, mm. being able to portray that you're confident in the services you're providing mm-hmm. is really big because no client wants to come in and you're kind of stumbling over your words. Mm-hmm. You're, you're second guessing the opinions you're giving about their skin. Like they want to see that you're confident in what they're doing because that's going to make them more comfortable. Yeah. And that goes back to education, but also um, like it's almost like a sales personality in a little bit of a way. Yeah. You have to be able to like know what you're saying. You're selling your information. But if you don't know it, yeah, no, pretty much. But if you don't know what you're saying, like being able to like almost show like that you know what you're you saying. Know what you're saying. And yeah. if you don't know what you're talking about on like a specific, let's say a client comes in and they're having like really bad hyperpigmentation or something that is kind of like out of your scope of comfortability of like mm-hmm. knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, be comfortable and confident enough to say, I'm not exactly sure, but I'm going to do research for you I'm and I will get find back out to you. For you. I will find this yes. out for you. As like, long as you tell them that you're going to give them an answer or do the best of your abilities to give them an answer, they're going to appreciate that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You have to show that you that you care, even if you don't know exactly yeah. the answer. Like show that you, you know, that you're going to find it. That brings them. us back to like transparency. Mm-hmm. Being very transparent and open with your client. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows everything. Exactly. (laughs) And, you know, as long as your client has a good head on on her shoulders, she'll understand. She'll understand. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Another way to keep keep your clients loyal and keep them coming back is to identify complimentary services to offer, um, Mm. especially when you're like starting out offering new services. Yeah, Um, little incentives. Little incentives. So... 
maybe if you add a high frequency wand, maybe on your next mm -hmm. couple facials saying, hey, I see, you know, you have some acne that maybe could use some bacteria zapping. Yes. Let me just throw this in. This is a new device we have. Do the high frequency. They might chances are they're gonna love it and they're mm -hmm. gonna want it again at their next facial. Yep. So that's a good incentive to kind of get those people hooked and keep them being loyal is giving them those little free little free goodies here yep. and there. Um, and the psychology behind it is like, they're probably gonna come back for it. So it's like, exactly. it may be free in theory for this time, but mm -hmm. it's gonna help them. They're gonna come back and pay for it. And yeah. I love um, when I'm doing a custom facial, if I get like that, um, spiritual holistic vibe from a client I'll pitch them the 90 minute energy healing mm -hmm. facial and maybe I'll do like a little lymphatic drainage or a little cupping at the end of their massage even though that's not included in the facial they're priorly getting they're most likely going to book the $60 more facial next time exactly because of it. exactly yeah. and I think also with the 90 minute facial it's like we're never well I guess in general we're never going to recommend you something us personally mm -hmm. we're never going to recommend you something that you won't like benefit from exactly like we're not trying to just sell you I think that that's something that people have always prided us on as well is that like we're not here to just be like sales marketers like we're not just trying to like mm. get your dollars and whatever mm. we're really trying to we're doing it for your benefit yeah we're doing yeah. it for you we just you know to make you feel good get an extra book from it exactly i mean it's our nobody. job at the yeah. end of the day like right. it's not this is our livelihood if we <laughs> did it if we did it just for fun we wouldn't we, we would be on the street exactly so. <laughs> but yeah exactly okay so a little subtopic off of finding your lane once you find your lane how do you kind of keep going in your lane? How do you like maintain that that um, uh, momentum, momentum mm -hmm. that you've that you found? Yeah, once you've once you've decided like what area you're gonna go in, how can we keep the ball rolling? So, not only building a team as far as like your employees, your manager, mm -hmm. stuff like that, which we'll, we will touch on, but also finding your business team. So, um, a CPA. Um, a marketing manager, a social mm -hmm. media manager, like finding out what you need People in order to, help to do you, those things. To help you build your brand. Yeah, because some estheticians aren't about social stuff. Like they're not, I mean, I feel like in this day and age, like you kind of have, have to, to be. be. Mm -hmm. But there are some like older style estheticians that aren't really into like the social media marketing. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're not into that, then, you know, you still have to have your CPA and your, you know, accountant, all that, all the yeah. finances stuff. People, people to take the busy work off your plate. Right, but... Yeah. If you're not, like, just finding out the exact people that you need to add on your team to make it go efficiently. Mm -hmm. um, specifically for those solo SDs. We're not really talking as much about, like, going and working as an employee at a salon. Mm -hmm. More being, like, in this dynamic where you're more you're doing your own thing. independent. Yeah. Right. I'll just touch on some of the stuff that I find important as far as building a team. So the first thing that is really important is making sure your interview questions and all of that is in check. So... Mm. Really knowing what questions to ask that are going to align with your business. So, like, you can obviously start by asking very generalized interview questions. You know, who are you? Where are you from? Like, right. what's your background? Learn what's about your them a little bit. Yeah. Um, but then really getting into, like, the fun stuff. I know for us, like, we ask, like, what's your sign? Um, <laughs> like, we ask, like, some more kind of fun questions that mm -hmm. kind of get the ball rolling in that way. Because... This dynamic is very important to us that we all like vibe. Yeah, that like, we all yeah that we all have 
not the same personality, but at least we can correlate. Like we can align in in our values align. Yes. Mm -hmm. The values, um, super important. So start with a vibe check. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good way to put it. (laughs) So you want to check, check their vibes, see like what kind of, you know, personality they have. Do they seem like they're, they're going to have a lot of bad days where they're going to come in and be super grumpy. Do Mm. they seem like they're super happy, positive, go happy, go lucky. Mm -hmm. Like what, you know, vibe check them and make sure that they're going to align with like you seeing them every day. Cause at the end of the day, you're going to see these people every single day. You got to be, you got to like them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You want to find somebody that meshes well with your personality. Yeah. And if you're finding like someone on social media, like a social media manager, marketing manager, Mm -hmm. it needs to be someone that sees your vision of your aesthetic, sees your vision of the long term of your brand. And understands it and is able to kind of portray it themselves. Yeah. Yep. And then also as far as building a team, as far as like employees go, making sure you know like their short term goals, their long term goals. Yeah. And those can change, but like making sure you're kind of on the same page with knowing where they're going to go. Are they going to be with you Mm -hmm. um, for a long period of time? Are they going to be in and out in two years? Like just knowing those type of things I think is really important as well because you know how to to grow with them in that way. If their goal is to start their own, then maybe not getting into, you know, long-term goals with them, maybe going towards more of the short-term goals Mm -hmm. and things like that. So yeah, building a team is just a small, you know, part in this whole niche thing, but... um, it is important, especially once you find your lane, then being able to grow the brand and being able to expand it. Right. Um, I think it's really important to just have people around you, whether it's one or two people or mm-hmm. 10 people that get you your can vision. rely on. Yeah, too. yeah. Because being a business owner is, it's a lot. It's And it can be extremely overwhelming. And this is another topic that we've dabbled on in past <laughs> episodes. Um, being able to ask for help mm-hmm. to people that you can trust mm-hmm. is very important. Definitely. That goes into building a team 100%. Definitely. And don't rush when it comes to building your team. Like, let it happen organically. Mm-hmm. It'll feel right when those people come in. Um, and the good thing is about building, like, a business team aside from an employee team is once you have those people and you like them, you're good. Like, once you have yeah. your accountant, once you have your marketing manager, mm-hmm. like, once you have those things, you're good and you have them um, and you can rely on them. But don't rush it. Don't like, you know. Um, Let's talk a little bit about the importance of continuing education. Mm. We've mentioned it a few times this episode already, but I just want to strain how important it is to continue learning, Um, especially in such an innovative industry like the beauty industry. There's always new products, new technology, new services, new strategies, and, and things like that. It's never ending. It is never ending. It's crazy. Things are always (laughs) trying to get better. And it's important to stay up to date. You have to, honestly. Um, It's all about, like, investing in yourself. So Mm -hmm. a lot of the times, like, we think of these courses. And let me just preface by saying there's a lot of money grab courses out there right now. So don't think everybody has a course. Everyone has a good (laughs) course. Like, no, but the odds of you taking, and I hate to say this is such a, like, hot take, but the odds of you finding a good first time lash course is like very slim like it's very slim. one you can't know everything in one day exactly so it's like I mean to a certain point like what did the what does the person taking it expect do they expect to like take mm-hmm. the class and be like a full wizard after and be able to lash in two hours like no Which that's is unrealistic. unrealistic so making sure that your your coach or a mentor 
is making setting like realistic expectations yeah. especially when it comes to lash courses specifically mm-hmm. um setting realistic expectations is really important but it all comes back to like investing in yourself but making sure your investment is a good one and making sure yeah, do your research yes. look at reviews talk to other lash artists that have taken that course maybe mm-hmm. and really understand what you're getting yourself into before dropping 700 dollars yep. on a four-page packet right that shows you nothing (laughs) literally literally and um it's very common I mean I didn't learn much after my first lash course it took probably about a year of like doing it on my own to really yeah know what I was doing I mean probably two years Mm -hmm. honestly like the first year is experimenting that's the reality of lashes though it's like you'll get taught if you find a good lash course and a good mentor you'll get taught the basics you'll get taught the safety aspects the health aspects um all the what ifs, you know, and the basics of like styling, like the different lash types and different eye shapes, like the, that's a mm-hmm. really good course when it goes into detail like that. Um, but it's going to be hands on you doing it yourself where you really learn and get good at it. Mm-hmm. There's so mm. many when it comes to hair, skin, nails, like everyone's is going to be different. Mm-hmm. Everyone's texture hydration levels like all of that stuff is gonna be so different so yeah it's all about experience but Mm -hmm. knowing like kind of just knowing what to expect from your course and also I would recommend anyone that's taking a course to reach out to the mentor or the coach and like have a one-on-one conversation with them before the course and just be like what does the course exactly offer what am I gonna get out of it yeah and then kind of building that relationship with them in my opinion a lash course instructor should be kind of like an ongoing mentorship like they should check in with you in a couple months yeah um and it should be continual Mm -hmm. it should be like hey how are you doing have you had any issues with clients like that it should be like a continuing thing it should to make sure that they're available for any questions that you have in the future too yeah and if if you want just like a pdf course as like a refresher that's great but find Mm -hmm. one that's like under three hundred dollars don't find like a seven hundred dollar pdf honestly Yeah. It's it's a scam. Because you can find this on YouTube <laughs> for free. Exactly. And most knowledge is available for free. It just takes work and effort to put yeah. it in. Um, but most of the time, you can educate yourself on, like, the smaller topics. Mm-hmm. Um, however, as far as facials and aesthetics, mm-hmm. I think doing continuing ed courses is really important. It is. Like... Because that's solid information. It's really solid mm-hmm. information. And in aesthetic school, you're learning, like the bare minimum and I totally get it it's school they're trying to get you to pass boards and that's it and that's (laughs) it but you really have to put in that work whether it's self-experience taking continuing ed courses and now Mm -hmm. there's like so many courses yes there's a flip side where it's like annoying that there's so many courses but there's a lot of access to knowledge and a lot of people are really really good like we found um a holistic facial course that was amazing it had Mm -hmm. so much helpful knowledge in it it was so put together well it had so much information like overload of information and it was so worth the price like so worth the price and the the woman who launched it is very accessible you can message Mm -hmm. her you can talk to her like those are the kind of things you want to shoot for. Yes. You can find her at Skin Obsessed. Yep. Skin Obsessed. <laughs> Miss Bethany. She Ms. is amazing. Bethany, we'll yeah. link it um, in the bottom for anyone that's interested in going more holistic route. I would definitely recommend her course. Yes. Because we are not gatekeepers over here. We are not gatekeepers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a good factor when it comes to continuing education is um, 
you don't have to just learn from courses. You can learn from your peers that are in the same industry. Mm-hmm. And that's all about being connected to your community and networking. Yes. Don't be afraid to like reach out and be like, hey, what um, what lash uh, thickness did you use in this set? Yeah. These are really dense and I really like the look or whatever. Yeah. Don't be afraid to reach out. I know mm-hmm. some people are weird, but mm-hmm. our motto, my motto of the year is for sure, the worst they can say is no. Exactly. <laughs> the so worst you can, can always do ask, is you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The worst is that they can gatekeep. Um, but the best thing is they give you every every detail of what they use. They send you a link and everything. Exactly. <laughs> they That's set what you I up do. For That's yeah. what I do. I always send links. I'm like, here, let me send you the link real quick. Yeah. And I'll give any information I know because... That's what the community is about. Like, yeah, isn't that exactly. what it's all about? I think people forget the word no, community. Seriously, <laughs> it's like having a neighbor. Like back mm-hmm. in the day, like your neighbor used to be like your best friend. Like you could rely on them for anything. Nowadays, it's a little different. I don't even know my neighbors. Uh, yeah, That's exactly. Sad. <laughs> yeah. That's sad. <laughs> no, I highly feel that. But it kind of goes the same with the industry. You just have to kind of put yourself out there and introduce yourself. Tell people what you do, and you're gonna find people that do exactly what you do, just differently, and you guys can learn from each other. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you might be able to get some inspiration from them or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked a little bit about like finding a mentor, but I think it's really important to have either you can break it down to either mentor, business coach. Um, there's a lot of different routes that you can go, I think, with finding a mentor. It could yeah. be someone that you just look up to that you talk to every once in a while. Mm-hmm. It could be someone you take a course with that might be a business coach that, you know, maps it out here's my systems that I'm using here's my POS system like XYZ Mm -hmm. um but really knowing like what you want I think I would have benefit from having a mentor I just felt like there was a lack I don't know if it's because we have a super small state um but I just felt like there was a lot when I was first starting there was a lack of like available mentors like I just didn't really have anyone that I necessarily looked up to and wanted to go the route that they were going. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's, even if you don't want to do exactly what they're doing, you can get knowledge from them. But I just felt like I didn't really have access to a mentor and yeah. it kind of bothered me sometimes because I'd be like, dang, I wish I had like someone that I yeah. could, you know, tell my ideas to and they could like give me some direction. Exactly. Um, um, but I th- finding a virtual, like you can yeah. find them online. Which is also really convenient. I feel like there's three main categories when it comes to a course, no matter if it's in skin, lashes, brows, whatever. Um, you have your in-person, so somebody who is local to you that you can literally shadow yes shadow and go see and your um course is in person which i feel like you're going to get the most value from Mm -hmm. um because they're literally right there with you they show you exactly what you need exactly um and then there's the virtual so somebody who is over skype or facetime video chatting you they can see you you can see them they can see your work they can give you critiques um which is also really good and helpful um we did a course like that and it was it was helpful. We were we were successful in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third one is when it's literally just a PDF, um, maybe some in like uh, instructional videos, which isn't the route I would suggest to go. You definitely want to have a live person to talk to. Yeah, definitely. You want like a little bit of both. You yeah, know? and you, and it's really depending. Like if you're ten years into your aesthetics career mm-hmm. and you're just looking to like revamp your knowledge, or you know learn some more about holistic aesthetics, learn some more about chemical peels, whatever, then a PDF might be fine because you already have that like experience under your belt. But I think as far as 
um, if it's learning something, something brand new, new. Yeah, 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 you gotta get the hands on. Yes. You gotta have at least a mentor to like virtually watch you at that. That's mm-hmm. like the bare minimum is to like put your phone up and have them like watch you do yeah. the service. But overall, it's just gonna be better to do an in person. Agreed. And just get that you know hands on experience for Agreed. sure. Agreed. It's more personable that way too. So those are more SD courses, like more beauty business courses. There's also some business courses that you can take um, mm-hmm. that are really, really helpful as far as learning the basics of how to run a business. If you don't have someone in your family or close friends to you that has a business or has ever run a business, it's very mm-hmm. foreign and you feel so like lost it's and confused. It's a whole new world. Um, and if you don't have parents that have, or like elders that can give you those like, Mm -hmm. tips of knowledge and like those things about business and this is how you do your taxes and this is how you do this which most people don't unfortunately have those leaders in their life um take a business course find a course Mm -hmm. that maps it out just like I would look specifically for beauty business courses just because it's a little niche um but finding those courses and like accepting that knowledge and also doing your own research of look like What's a business plan? How can I write a business plan? What things do I need to know in order to make this business successful? Um, It's all about setting yourself up for success. Yeah, and the The more knowledge you you have. Yeah, and if you start your business and have the systems down, Mm -hmm. you're going to be way better off than starting and, like, figuring it out along the way, which obviously, naturally, you're going to do a little bit. But it's better to have as much knowledge Mm -hmm. knowledge as you can going into a business. Have a basis. Okay, so today was a lot of good business SD knowledge. Um, I think we covered a lot of stuff. We covered the importance of continuing education, how to know your worth, deciding your value, what lane are you in, what niche are you in. Um, We talked a little about building teams. Mm -hmm. Lots of good stuff. Lots of goodies. We would love anyone's feedback that's listening right now. If you guys want to send us some feedback on, you know, the type of stuff that you like hearing about, stuff that Mm -hmm. you might be like, blah, this is a little boring. Right. Um, We would love to hear your guys' feedback. Or any topics that you do want to hear that we haven't covered yet. That would be really fun. We're always open to new ideas. Um, I hope you guys got a lot of value from this episode. And maybe we even inspired somebody to be an SD themselves. Who knows? Come join us. It's fun over here. Literally. (laughs) So um, I think it's time to close out with our affirmation. Perfect. I can't wait for today. I really like, I don't know. I'm just feeling a good one today. Yeah, right. As they if always, any of them are they, bad. They always correlate with our episodes and like it's the guests we have on. It's pretty so crazy. So crazy, actually. It always matches the themes. So, Miss Bryn, I'll let you do the honors. Okay. What we got? I am growing beautifully, patiently, and purposefully. Oh, beautiful. That's sweet. <laughs> I love that. I love it too. I feel like that really resonates with our episode today because it's all about kind of growing patiently and purposefully Mm -hmm. and whether it's building a team or finding your lane, like not rushing it, being patient with the process, being patient with like this road we're on, this road we're going on. Understanding (laughs) that as long as you keep the ball rolling, you are exactly where you're meant to be and you're going to get to where you want to get. Yep. Love it. And I did just want to say happy... Almost spring. Is it technically spring? It's spring. Okay. Yeah. Well, happy spring to everyone. It just we just had April first, which is just so crazy. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this spring is going to bring in a lot of new energy, a lot yeah. of 
It's a time of growth. Positive vibes. A time I just feel of, good about it. I do too. I'm excited <laughs> for the spring. Renewal. Yes, yes. The and, and then again, follow us if you didn't before, if you didn't already, follow us on our TikTok and Instagram at SD Besties Podcast. My personal at Decorsi Beauty, at Decorsi Beauty Lounge. And mine is at MKM Beauty Bar. We love you guys so much. Thank you guys for tuning in again. If you're still here, you are the best. You are. You <laughs> made it through. You made it through. <laughs> and we hope we set you guys up for a really good rest of your day. Thanks um, again. We'll see you next episode. Love you. Bye. <laughs>